everybody. We are back. Misha's got his mic fixed. Say hi, Misha. No. Well, as you, as you can hear, it's uh, slightly better than uh, episode zero. And uh, today we would like to welcome you to episode one of An Introvert Walks Out of a Bar. I'm your host, Eric, with co-hosts Lee. Hey. And Misha. Kill me. Um, thank, thanks, Misha. Uh, now, today I would actually like to talk about books. Because to introverts, I would say that books are books and reading are somewhat of a pastime. So today we would like to review and suggest a few books and maybe even films that you may enjoy during a casual isolation or even a mandatory one. Um, so who would like to start off with their book choices? A- anyone? Lee Misha, will. should go for it. Oh, shit. <laughs> you will, because I said you first. And um, yeah. Uh, in that case, let's split the difference and go with Eric first. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so, my first book choice is a book called "The Life Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck." Uh, the author is Sarah Knight, and this this is an amazing book, which I, I think could definitely help out introverts, and it it helps you to. Um, essentially make your life easier to declutter it and find ways to not give a fuck about things that just weigh you down, I guess. So um, what, what this book does is it, it helps you do that in a way which won't actually hurt the people around you, but still they'll understand that you, you just don't care anymore and need to get on with the, a better version of your life. And actually the book itself is absolutely hilarious. So I would definitely recommend this if you're looking to find a a better way to live or if you just want to have a laugh, I guess. So, yeah, good book for both those things. I'm going to pass on to Lee now for the next book. Okay, what was your book title again? The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. Which, by the way, we will be posting all of these books and films we suggest in the description. Um, just, just have a look; and it might be there. <laughs> well, I've got. Oh, I haven't actually read any books in a while. I've been more focused on comics and stuff, and I've been watching shit tons of films and TV shows. But I do have a good recommendation, and that's Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency by Douglas Adams. And uh, they actually made it into a Netflix series. Netflix series is okay, but I have, I've only read two of the books in the series so far, and so far there's no correlation at all in storyline. But it's about, a, it, it's about this guy who tries to solve all these, just like, what the fuck is going on? kind of situations so it's about a detective who's solving crimes murders is, is that it yeah so he's trying to solve these impossible cases i mean it's not necessarily uh so he he solves impossible cases yeah he's sort of got this weird unspoken ability to just he sort of just knows things and what a bit like hercule poirot I have no idea what that is, but probably. He, he's, uh, a, but he's a famous detective. Agatha Christie. Oh, yeah. I haven't they made a film of, of it recently, The Murder on the Orient Express. That was the first of the Poirot books. Yeah, and then um, Murder on the Nile should be coming out afterwards as a sequel. Yeah. But I, I don't haven't seen anything about set that. set out the release date yet. Also, apparently, doc- the next Doctor Strange film is being delayed by half a year, but the, n- the next Thor film is being moved up by two days. A whole uh, two days? Yes, oh my a whole two God. days, Lee. Imagine kidding. that. Such an amazing time to be alive. <laughs> two days. Back to the books. How, ge- how anyway. generous of Marvel. So, yes. so yeah, this, it's about a detective, isn't it, Lee, who, who just solves impossible crimes and has well, a... 
there's there's like this so he manages to link things which seem to have no connection whatsoever except and it just all seems to be a massive jumble of what the hell's going on until the end and you and it's suddenly revealed oh my goodness that fits there that that it's not a very good explanation. I haven't read it in a while, so I a can't like remember much. But I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna reread so it. It's really funny and it's really good. And of course, it's Douglas Adams and oh, yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide Adams, to the Galaxy. Of course, it, of course, it's good. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, you always you always have great shows when the, one of the characters has a very perceptive ability. It's it's just kind of, I don't know. Maybe there's something entertaining in watching them belittle others and. Com- find out things that they don't want people to know just on the spot. So mm-hmm. it's, it's always exciting having a character like that. So that, that certainly sounds like a very entertaining book. Yeah, so, it's all um, sorts of weird, crazy shit like time travel and all sorts that just doesn't make sense. And it's mm-hmm. great. Nice. Speaking of doesn't make sense, uh, Misha will be reviewing, what was it, Game of Thrones, which didn't have an ending that made any sense but yeah the, i'm sure the books are much better season eight didn't happen it just didn't <laughs> we don't yeah. mention it we're denying that season eight ever happened but would you like to tell us more about the uh the books well if you're reading first if you're reading the books after watching the tv show it's quite a struggle to get through i did get through um i'm nearly at the end of the last book we're waiting for winds of winter um, I think that's it. I'm waiting for the final book, and so the main story of the whole Game of Thrones arc is it's a setting. Um, the author George R. R. Martin said he sort of based the setting off the kind of War of the Roses in um, the United Kingdom. Well, it wasn't United Kingdom back then. It was just I think it was in medieval England. But Westeros did Tudors. have quite a kind of an uh, elongated spine-like um, geometry to it a bit like the uk wouldn't you say so yeah so it very much certainly like, makes sense yeah and basically island called westeros and there's some other places um like essos and um places but they're not really the main story is in westeros where multiple families are fighting for the iron throne which looks like the most uncomfortable seat in the world it's literally made out of, of melted swords, swords. Yeah. Fun fact: In the TV show, one of the swords on the chair is Gandalf's sword. Nice, really? Yeah. Wow. They modelled it after Gandalf's sword. Nice. Also, in one of the episodes, spoiler alert: some heads get cut off. One of the heads that's on the wall is George Bush's. Isn't the other one uh, like some famous footballer? I don't know. Oh, I, f- I forgot what his name was. Like David Beckham or someone like that also had a, a head modelled and put on a spike. It might be. Also, Ed Sheeran was in one of the episodes in season seven. Yeah, back it's, to, it's back to the full books. of Easter eggs. Um, the first book, it's well, the whole story mainly fo- the main focus. Oh, I say main focus. It's very widespread. There's no real main character, but the story starts and ends with the Stark family, who are a family in the north of Westeros, in a um place in a town called Winterfell and there there's lots of different religions in Westeros and they fo- they believe in the old gods and part of that is saying there's some mystical icy people up to the north beyond a wall that they made and one day they're going to come for them the common saying in the north is that winter is coming also in Westeros they have weird seasons like each winter lasts um, for like three years oh, yeah, they, like... they certainly have weird science yeah. there weird yeah. physics and uh yes. yeah the, the seasons a... are definitely messed up it's a very in-depth story you need to invest a lot of time in quite often um if you say when you try to watch the first series it can be a bit of a struggle in the first few episodes but it does get better until you get to season yeah. eight season eight basically it didn't happen. We're still. We're just waiting for the next season. It hasn't come yet. It's not going to come, but it hasn't come yet. We we don't talk about it. We don't mention it. After this sentence, we're never going to think about it again. That's how bad it was. Like they changed the entire story. One of the characters' story arcs. I'm not going to spoil too much. 
um, even though the majority of people will have read it or watched it or something. One of the characters' story arcs um, is all about changing from this evil, smug bitch, basically, and then becoming a good guy, sort of um, realising that what he's fighting for and stuff. And then he just goes back to fucking his sister and then getting crushed under some rocks. Like, what the fuck? The The books do it very well. It takes a bloody long time. Like, it's a very um, long, tedious thing, and they're quite a heavy read. You you wouldn't be able to read much more than three or four chapters in one sitting. And the chapter's quite long. Yes? Well, your words really inspire such vivid images in in our minds. Thank you for that interesting review. I'm not finished yet. Game of Thrones. Shut up. (laughs) I mean, I've never read or watched. I mean, I, any I think that, and so I'm a, a tiny bit well, lost. If you really want, yeah, we we should probably not ruin too much. I I, I think that the general idea is it's it's medieval. There's lots yeah. of fighting and people essentially screwing each other over. Yeah, and there's loads there's of magic of elements. Chits. So it, it's got everything, uh, really that you could ever want from a, a fantasy. Yeah. Style show yeah. or, or book if, or story, yeah. except for elves. That that it just doesn't yeah. have elves. And it if has that dwarves. No, it has the children of the Thorp Forest, which are kind of like elves. And it has um, Tyrion Lannister, who's a dwarf. He's a so. yeah. Um, yeah. If that doesn't sound exciting enough, there are many, many tits. So enjoy that. Yeah. Now, I, um, yeah. So, so you just gravitate towards the tits. Why me specifically? Because <laughs> you're the one who brought it up, but any uh, move, moving on from if, if I move, I guarantee if there weren't if there wasn't things like fighting and nudity and stuff, it would the show wouldn't be as big as it is. It is a major factor in it. Well, fair enough. Well, it it certainly shows up enough in it to become a major factor. Yeah. Like there's but, a um, guy moving... who made a censored version. It cut out about um three hours from the first season. Well, wow. um, just censoring everything. Wow. That's certainly interesting. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the next book. Yeah, bring it back round to Eric. Yeah, what yeah. Kind of book Enrico. So my <laughs> my next book is uh, a fantasy this time, and it's called Star Maker by Olaf Stapledon, and it's a it's a sci-fi, and it's um. It's it's very philosophical and quite heavy to read. I mean, some of the language in it, you should probably read it through with a dictionary by your side. But it's um it's about a man who who becomes this entity and starts flying through space, exploring all these different civilizations at different time periods throughout the galaxy and throughout the universe itself. And um, so he comes to learn about how civilizations develop into utopian stages and how uh, how we end up with much more advanced races throughout the universe. And he even encounters, I, I believe, I haven't actually finished the book myself, but um, he talks about the star maker who is essentially the creator of this universe, this complex universe in which most um, races, most civilizations die off from their own base instincts essentially to destroy themselves so I guess you could say the whole book is a, a commentary on perhaps how we as humans are destroying the earth that we're living on and probably won't make it much longer if we keep going in the direction that we're going but yeah, yeah if, if, if you do ignore all these kind of messages then the book itself is very interesting it expands your vocabulary uh, you learn a lot about different civilizations and the writer really goes into depth so he he really has created this amazing universe full of creatures and it is just the best book in my opinion um and i absolutely love it i, I can't get enough of it but uh yeah that's certainly an interesting book to read but once again you'd have to invest quite a lot of time into uh into reading it and actually understanding the whole plot of it but um, I'll now hand you over to Lee, who will be reviewing the fourth book, or fifth book, sorry. Lee? Well, I just want to quickly uh, ask a question about your book. Yeah, go on. Is it as good or better than Star Trek? 
In it's, terms of aliens uh, and stuff. Well, in, well in Star terms Trek of weren't books, so you can't really compare. Well, Star oh, Trek there's is still stories. Star Trek is interesting because it it follows a crew and it, it it's all the adventures that they get into. But this book kind of takes that idea of Star Trek and it it, ex- it expands so far out that it makes Star Trek look like it's zoomed in. So it looks at each civilization over massive periods of time. So I, I guess is, you could yeah. so you can certainly in- enjoy one if you've read the other, and you'll understand mm. one if you've if you've seen the other or read the other. Yeah. And it's, one thing it's... about Star Trek that that was always a bit annoying is because like they'd come up with these fantastic um, species and civilizations, and but you always want to know more about how each civilization works because like there could be a civilization in a planet where they don't have currency it's fully cap uh, a communist um uh, society um and there are many different variables and if we really truly believe that the uh, that the universe is endless or at least like forever expanding then there could be anything that you think of on some planets i mean there's so much um variety on our planet alone and if you believe that there are life forms on other planets, then there probably will be um, many, many uh, variations for them as well. It's a very interesting concept to think about. And you always wanted to look more into um, the way each civilization works because they only sort of touched the surface in Star Trek. They never delved deeper, except for yeah. like, the Romulans, Romulans and the Vulcans, the main species. Yeah. Romulus. But, yeah, but you really, really need to have quite an open mind when reading this book because it, it 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 talks about so much in sh- in such a short space of time that you you have to almost complete the story yourself and follow along on the level of uh, Stapledon who who wrote the book and understand it in similar ways to the way he did. Otherwise, you just kind of get lost in the in the pages which would certainly be unfortunate with a, this book. But yeah, Here's a that's... good question. Yeah? Here's a good question. Mm-hmm. Do you guys believe that aliens exist? I believe it's foolish uh... not to. The fact... Yes, we... It is very... The fact that we exist is... It's because of many, many variables that were extremely unlikely happening... But if the, uh, if the universe is pretty much infinite, or at least forever expanding, there must be um, some other life um, on um, in the universe. I mean, they found that there used to be um, water on Mars, which could um, definitely um, further the point that there was probably life um, forms on Mars at some point. Even can't... at a bacterial level, so yeah. it's it's certainly possible. I think aliens, very basic aliens, I think almost definitely could exist. Um, I don't think there are any more people like flying forms, around like in um, Star Wars with massive um, spheres of doom that blow up planets. Because guns. I feel like we probably would have picked up maybe some signal or like radio wave or something, even if it's very faint. Yeah. E- even if if not, it's it's possible for it's more likely that there to, are other life forms than have achieved interstellar travel and stuff and cloak themselves from us. But yeah, that that's the thing. If if you think about from the point that the universe started and where we came into being and the Earth did, then it, it's possible that there are other planets which started evolving millions of years before we started. So they might be ahead of the game. But who, who knows? I think with an infinite universe. Uh, it's almost definite that there will be some sort of aliens out there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do think that there are aliens. I personally think that given how large space is and also how short the lifespan of, let's just for example, Earth is, is in um, the lifespan of the sun is not actually incredibly long in terms of timescales of the universe. So yeah. I actually think that well, life probably could have evolved or existed elsewhere, but I think it's highly unlikely it exists currently. It may be in the past, maybe in the future, but I don't actually think that there's any alien life 
that currently exists mm. but just just because of how how much time there is it takes, yeah. Yeah. Like, and how little time in, t- in terms of huge numbers it takes at the moment our sons in the our son's in like it's sort of mid the mid of its life. I can't remember. Like, Midlife mid- crisis. No, it's like <laughs> there was a proper term for it, um, like the mid cycle or something. Um, I'll see if I can find it. So it, it's um, basically yeah, j- just halfway through its life is what you mean. It's in the main sequence stage. That's the proper name. Yeah. Okay. So the the. That means it's it's gonna die at some point in the next what million years or so. No, it's believe at at least um, like four billion years at most, maybe six or seven. Obviously, well, it's extremely hard to estimate. The only we can only really estimate by looking at the life cycle of other stars. But also, then um, at some point. After the sun becomes a red giant, but before it collapses, after that, um, the galaxy Andromeda will crash into the Milky Way doing some swirly stuff. Nice. Oh, yeah. so we'll I, be I, dead long neat. before that. I love me some of that swirly stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. I'd love to be able to see that. Right. Shall we get back onto the yes, yes, back to books? Yes, back to books. Books. See, this is, this is why these books are so amazing, because even... It, they when you're sharing you it with your friends, yeah, you share it with your friends, and immediately you friends. just come into these. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You share it, share it with your fake friends. Yeah, I mean, so in, introverts can have friends. I would say because I, I would say that we we are all introverted in some way, but when we're no when we're truly hanging out with each extrovert. other, yeah, but when we're, when we're hanging out with each other, we we act like a bunch of pillocks. Yeah. We are so we fuck around so much and but when we're around strangers it, it, it's just very different yeah. so i think I mean, on a, on a scale day, we, we would be introvert yeah or like we were filming videos in the forest uh, where eric was driving yeah. all of his trousers the wrong way around yeah so, i have no so, idea what that's got to do with introverts but i've got to tell you it's now, just telling it's us that we're absolutely hilarious. um yes yeah, so we're, we're very, very not introverted people. around each other yes but uh, around strangers i would say um, we are a bit mm. more introverted, yeah. and I guess that's mom, why this podcast I'm really is good. Fucking odd. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think we're all odd. Anyway, if you're and not my dad odd, just said then I'm batshit crazy. Boring. Yeah, because it the, the whole point of being odd or weird is to say that you're not normal, and to be normal would be being like everyone else, and that's just boring. To be normal, say in um, Los Angeles, would be some hipster who only eats quinoa. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. That is a... <laughs> Probably pronounces it quinoa or something. <laughs> well, yeah, like Americans pronounce Nissan Nissan. <laughs> like they just what need to stop. Americans pronounce a lot of weird things. Apparently, they pronounce Leicestershire, Leicestershire. Leicestershire. So... <laughs> I want to call it that now. Leicestershire. Leicestershire. Right, <laughs> Dave. Um, Dave. <laughs> yeah, uh, Americans are weird, but then oh, yeah. technically they're just—they're just us because they—they just descended from Europeans, pretty much. Yep. So oh, I, I mean, that—that—that's what you get I for leaving Europe. It's just a slightly <laughs> different culture, and I think different cultures are great. And once again, it just makes life. You think different less cultures boring. are great? Donald Trump told told his entire nation to inject bleach into their, their body because it will help cure a coronavirus. <laughs> I think. <laughs> He have them listen to that, and then because oh. anyone who listens to that, we do he not looks want like those he's already bathed in, in bleach. <laughs> yeah, we do not I mean, want it... that in the gene pool. Natural selection, let it take its course. Oh God, I mean, yeah, this. Yeah, I, I mean, some people are just be- beyond help. I think, but anyway, back to um, back to <laughs> books. So, Lee, what was your next book? <laughs> Um, well, I was going to recommend The Inheritance Cycle by Christopher Paolini. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce his name. I double-checked by typing it into Google Translate. Most reliable source on Earth, definitely. <laughs> All faithful. Yeah, yeah Google Translate. It's not a geezer. And I was a lady who um, speaks Google Translate. No, Old Faithful. Anyway, 
I don't know what that is. I swear it's like I, a, I, I, a hot springs. No, there, there, there's like this this dog in Lady and the Tramp who calls his nose Old Faithful. But the point was yeah. that we, Old we, you, you can always you can always Wyoming trust you can always trust National Google Park. Translate. So suck your mum. I was right. <laughs> oh, look at you! You identified a geezer. <laughs> Just talk about the yeah. book, please. I, I only know of the okay. geezer because of a book that I'll talk about later. Misha, Misha, I'm just gonna talk about the book. Just back okay? to the Paolini book. I'll just mute just... myself. Yeah, so, so um, <laughs> it's a uh, four series, not four series, uh, four book series. That's uh, a lot of books. Yeah, I know it's whole four of them, and it's a fantasy. It's base. It's your classic fantasy world. You know, it's got dwarves, elves, humans. You know, all that shit. It's great. And it's also got dragons in it, and I love dragons. Dragons are fun. But um, so, so it's it's based around this young man who uh comes across a um who comes across this really strange stone that just appears in front of him when he's out in um. How strange is the stone? Is it is it like a perfect sphere or something? No, it, it's incredibly smooth and it's got these really cool sort of blue webbed patterns on it. And he, he brings it he brings it back home and he discovers yeah. that it's in fact a dragon egg that he's found. Saucy. And oh, damn. This, when this dragon hatches, it imprints itself onto him, sort of. And they have this in really cool connection. And it's... I just imagine so, dragon slapping a guy. <laughs> That's how he imprints him. <laughs> well, that, leaving that... a red mark on his cheek. Anyway, sorry, continue. Either way, it's this it's this really cool series. It's got magic, it's got fights, it's got wars, it's got monsters, it's got dragons in it, it's got And remember everyone, war is exciting. <laughs> well it is when it's not an actual war because real war is just sad and stupid. Yeah, they don't have magic, that's why. That, that's yeah, why just... real wars are bad. If we had magic, then yeah. oh, that would be awesome. That would that that would just make wars incredible. Just you know, like Expelliarmus, you know, like crucify. With... <laughs> oh, don't let's let's not go into the let's not go into <laughs> Harry Potter. Everyone knows about Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, Harry but, Potter. But yeah, one. So the the Inheritance Cycle by Christopher Paolini. It's great. Um, the first book's called Aragon. You might recognise it. They made a film. It's shit. Do not oh, watch yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard I of refu- it. Yeah. I refu- do not watch it. It's nothing to do with the books. It's terrible. I was really upset and disappointed when I watched it. Is, Don't is it, watch it. Is it the, the one where the, really the, good, the, the dragon is called Sirius or something? And then, and then he like, no. gets, no, he, but he's linked to a human. Uh, I mean, you've, you've kind of got it, but that is very wrong at the same time. Anyway, my point is, it's a good book. You should you should read it. It's actually one. It's actually my favorite series. So, yeah, sounds like a great book, actually. Yeah. Okay, back to Misha. Yeah, what Misha, what's what's us? your next books to review? Is he, is he I, frozen? I think... Oh, oh, he left. He left. I think we've got some more technical difficulties. He did this. He did the same shit last time. Uh, <laughs> Misha. You should come oh back. My... Yeah, me, Misha is just. I th- I think he just really didn't want to do um do the book review. But, yeah, he despises books that much. Come on, Misha. Ah, uh, he's he's frozen on Skype as well. Yeah, but we've been uh looking at each other on Skype, just you know maintaining direct You're just eye contact. Smiling at the camera. In such a creepy fashion. <laughs> if yeah, if only if only I could show frozen. you guys what he looks like. Misha. Misha, are you up. back? So, okay, um, we're all back. So what happened is you're, Misha's you're mother turned off the Wi-Fi. So therefore <laughs> <My> disconnecting. <laughs> yes, your mother. You, you just told your mum to just to get out of giving us a book review, didn't you? <laughs> no. Okay, okay. Um, you won't mind giving us your, your book review then. Are you okay? I'm hearing a lot of rustling. Misha, hi. Sorry, tangled wires. So, so book. Yes, yes. The 
Percy Jackson series, which then sort of leads into other series. So the whole nice. story, it's basically um, the gist of it is Greek, the, all the Greek mythology stuff. Yeah, that happened. That was real. Um, it's a modern day in New York or something. Well, not really modern day. It's like eight or nine years ago. Like yeah, 20 tenths around day. that. Yeah, basically modern, modern times. Yeah. Um, kid called Percy Jackson. He is a demigod, which is basically half human, half god. His mum is human, Sally Jackson. Don't know why. It's a bit of a weird name. Not going to lie. Um, his dad's um, Poseidon, god of the Greek god of the seas. Um, and then um, what happens in the first book is he's he goes to um, a sort of high school thing. And at the high school, he meets this kid called Grover, who turns out to be a sort of undercover guy from a camp of um, half of uh, demigods. Um, he's a satyr, half um, human, half goat. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he sort of come to, like, get Percy out of there and into the camp thing to help him train as a demigod. On the way, his mum gets attacked by a minotaur that was sent after her by Hades. This happened because someone stole Zeus's lightning bolt. And, um, well, uh, no, Hades, someone stole Zeus's lightning bolt, which is like his big thing, and it's very powerful and stuff. Um, And then Hades sends... I bet it is. um, Shut up. Hades sends um, a minotaur after um, Percy's mum, or after Percy, but Percy's mum gets caught um, to then sort of um, get Percy to come to him and kind of kill him or something like that. It's not not really fully explained why he does it, but he does. Then, just as that happens, Percy and Grover get to the camp. They do training. Then they find out that his mother's been taken but is still alive so he wants to go save her so Grover goes with him and so does this girl called Annabeth who's very moody and the daughter of Athena the goddess of war and wisdom um, so they go off on adventure um, then to f- find um, to um, get these pearls which when you go to because when you go to hell the only way you can get um, back out of hell is by using one of these pearls that Persephone left left around the um, human world. Persephone is Hades' daughter slash captive. No, I think he he's not his daughter. Not Persephone daughter, sorry, wife. Wife slash captive. So how similar is this to the film? Because at the moment it's very similar. Following the exact storyline. The first, the first isn't it? film is quite similar to the book. The second film is completely different. The second film, it's entertaining, but it's nothing like the book. The second mm. book, um, well, the first film, it ends with they they get to Haiti. How they yeah try not try not to spoil it. Um, okay, just, just oh yeah, they go on an adventure um, to yes. rescue Percy's mum, and yes. then they also end up trying to find the lightning bolt and then they return it to Zeus. That's not really spoiling because that's kind of obvious. Um, and then in this... It that's sort of leads through that. Though. But the whole build-up of this five books is that the Titan Kronos, who is the father of all the Greek gods, is being rebuilt by a sort of cult of following. And one of these people um, was the person who stole the lightning bolt in the first film. And then in the at the end of the fourth book, um, they manage to finally resurrect Kronos. And then the fifth book is all about them um, preparing to fight him. And then there's a massive battle in Manhattan. to Because um, basically, um, Olympus and all that stuff has moved um, with the main centre of civilization. So it used to be over Greece because that was the centre of civilization. Now it's sort of in... 
um, Olympus is um, just to get to Olympus, you go on in an elevator in the Empire State Building because why the fuck not? So they just relocated basically. They're yeah. like, I'm a head out. Um, they moved to America to stop Kronos um, from getting to Olympus and then destroying the gods. Um, yeah. Well, That's sort of it the sounds first very one. eventful. It's, it's quite a good read. And then it sounds like off, an interesting take on kind of Greek mythology mixed with modern yeah. day, like New York. It makes Greek mythology and... very interesting to read because if it wasn't yes. for something like that, you wouldn't really want to read. But it's an interesting way to learn about it. And then, yeah, because it's got other people like yeah. uh, Medusa in it and other genuine Greek legends. Yeah. Pretty much anything from Greek mythology is in it. And then after the end, after the end of those five books, it sort of leads into the next five books, which is called heroes of olympus um yeah but then it also brings in um that roman mythology was all real as well and then there was this other camp oh, which shit. is for the roman Ooh. demigods and stuff plot twist and then that builds up then over those five books it's about um defeating remember this... try not to spoil yeah the, um... over the okay well over the next those five books um, it's about sort of um, assembling a team to then fight the. Um, I'm not really sure what you call them. Um, sort of like they were the mother of the Titans, who's they're the grandmother of the gods, Gaia, who's sort of like Mother Earth itself, Mother Earth incarnate, who turns out to be evil, and she's oh, yeah, she's after killing all the. Uh, making mayhem between the Greeks and the Romans because um, the Greeks and the Romans throughout history have had a lot of um, disputes. Like supposedly the entire America, the American Civil War was the Greeks and the Romans fighting supposedly with um, mm. the Romans being the guys who were um, with slaves, the guys in the South. I can't remember what's like the Confederates, is it? I don't know much about the yeah, American I believe Civil so. War. Like do, do you know one thing that will make this book series absolutely perfect is if the Christian gods were also a thing and they're, they're, they're demigod camp. God. Yeah, yeah. well, the Christian god and then their demigod camp is just Jesus sitting by a fire on his own. <laughs> I guess there's still time to do that, but I don't know. Um, and then, so yeah, they go off to Gaia, um, try and defeat her, and then that sort of um, finishes. Those are the kind of main books. Then they have sort of spin-off series, um, like there's one which delves into Egyptian mythology, um, which is lots of mythology, Egyptian mythology. Well, the the, the general, I guess, universe yeah. of these books, it's got a lot of mythology in it, and yeah, it, it's it basically certainly sounds all like all mythology was real. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly sounds yeah. like an interesting way, for example, to get uh, younger children to to start reading about these different types of mythology, especially if they want to get into history, because um, with, with some accuracy uh, across all of these different, I guess, civilizations, it certainly sounds um, more than just a, an entertaining fantasy story. So Yeah, and then... Yeah, those are the main... And then, like I said, it sort of delves off... There's a spin-off about the Egyptian mythology, which is completely different characters. There's also one which is called the... Uh, series which is called The Trials of Apollo. I think that only recently just finished, um, which is basically right. Ap Apollo's been punished. He's been sent down to Earth as a human, and he needs to go through trials to save the oracle of Greek mythology so he can become a god again. Um, because well, it certainly sounds like a great yeah. show, so or, or a great, a great book yeah. series. I'm it's a, it's sorry. very interesting. It might be a bit like you might you might not enjoy it because maybe you're a bit old for it. Because like I, I finished them like thirteen, maybe. I I loved the books; they were very interesting. But I don't know. It might require a certain age or mind, but I don't know. I don't. I don't so, think you're ever too old to read a book. So I'll no. happily... Would you happily, happily read a read Chip Dr. and Biff Zeus. book? Hell yeah. No. Just the nostalgia. <laughs> Actually, yeah, probably. Just just Biff and Chip. Oh, Biff and god, Chip. Just... Oh my god. Oh, I can't believe you still remember that name. 
Oh, that was but, um, Charlie and Misha, Lola. I wanted to ask you. Biff, Chip and Kip. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, Misha, did did you watch the film after you read the books? Or did you did the film get you into reading the books? I watched the first film. I enjoyed it. Then I watched the second film. I enjoyed the second film. Then my sister, who had already read the, um, those, um, I think she'd read the four, first four books in that series, and said, no, the film was terrible. It wasn't anything like the book. When Then I read the second book first. Um, I th- th- think Ooh. it was much better than the film, and then I read the first book, and then I did. Then I read the rest of the series. So you were able to still enjoy the books, I'm guessing. Yes, after the, the because film. the f- second film was very different, and the first film, um, like it sort of did it. Like there are quite a few things missing from the first film, but, or for example, in the second film the big battle with Kronos that happens in the fifth book, they moved that into the second film. Mm. And they were still planning on doing more films, but then it was so bad, so they didn't get any funding. Wow. I mean, for me personally, in my experience, I find that if I read a book and then I watch the film adaptation of that book, then it's just quite disappointing because you're looking for stuff that you you had in the book. You're just trying to find all this stuff. I think that's what my sister said. They they, they can't fit it all together. So you you end up with a very empty kind of shell when you're watching this film. But it's certainly possible to... It it might even be better to watch the film first, then read the book. Yeah, what what do you think, Lee? Because she Uh, said um, read the books because they're much better. I yeah. always, I think in most cases, watch the film first because lots of people argue against that, saying things like, oh, you'll miss out on all the plot twists and stuff like that. But to be honest, when I'm reading a book, I completely forget about the film if I've watched the film with it and it just gets swept away in the words. So I actually think watch the film first and then read the book because that way you, ca- you can't be disappointed with the film. And Unless you can enjoy everything film, together. Don't read the books. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because then you can enjoy everything rather than j- just enjoying one thing. Because that, that's kind of, yeah, it's, it's just disappointing and re- really lets you down when you read a book and then watch the film. But, um, I mean, for example, I, I read the Harry Potter books and the films, I was still able to enjoy them. So, I mean, it's... I tried reading it, the first Harry Potter It certainly book. feels different. Hmm. Oh, I, I absolutely loved Harry Potter. I, I watched all the films before I read all the books, and I still really enjoyed the books. Mm. Uh, except, it, I don't think it applies in all cases. I bring it back to um, Aragon. The, the book was brilliant. I loved it. The film I watched after, and it was, yeah. oh, no. Just, I mean, really bad as a film. Not necessarily even... So you don't think you would have enjoyed the film if you hadn't read the book at all? You just think, bad film. I didn't enjoy the film as a film. Even if I I cut it off completely from the book it was based Mm. on, I Mm. still didn't enjoy it. And so I think that if you, in that case, watch the film, you wouldn't want to read the book. That can also happen in quite a lot of things, sort of similar. Like, for example, you say you watch a... um, uh, you read a book, it's good, then you expect the film of that book to be good as well. It's not, and then you get sort of disappointed. Sort of similar um, with games. Like, there are some game series yeah. that I love. Like, there's a game series called Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. There's an edition called Wildlands. I loved that game to bits. I've completed every single side mission, main mission, all of the things possible. The next game in the series after, Breakpoint, absolutely shit. And I do yeah. think if I hadn't have played Wildlands before, um, if I didn't have such a high hope for it, I do think I would have enjoyed it more. But because I played uh, such a better game before in the same series by the same people, you expect it to be the, sort of the same quality or at least as good, sort of, if not better. And when it's not, but it's just very... disappointing. But a very similar thing happened with, uh, for example, Assassin's Creed, a very famous game series, v- oh, and yeah. it's it's full of amazing characters, Such even a good series, historically accurate characters. The geography, the film, the, the, the film is so 
I mean, it's it's got some stars in it, like Jeremy Irons, My, Michael Fassbender, yeah. but it, it it is just shit. I haven't watched the film. It it, it just because everyone said it was it, shit. It's, yeah, because it it's not even based off any of the games. It's based around the Spanish Revolution. Uh, no, not that the Spanish Inquisition. And nobody uh, expects the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody <laughs> exactly. But um, but it's it's not none of the games are based on that. So you you find it difficult to find re- relatability to the game, other yeah. than the characters and oh, he's he's got that knife around his wrist, or it's really yeah. difficult or like, to and also some really of the later games the in film. that series, like um, Assassin's Creed Origins, which is based in um Egypt, and Odyssey, which is based yeah. in Greece. It, you They're can't more of an RPG them. style yeah. game. You cannot play them as an Assassin's Creed game. Like Origins, I disliked it because I was expecting it to be an Assassin's Creed game. It wasn't. You couldn't do stealth in it at all. And then Odyssey, yeah. I enjoyed it only because I didn't play it as an Assassin's Creed game. It, yeah, I mean, it, Assassin's Creed game stealth is what makes yeah. the game. It has the score. The game. It, it, it's Look. the like it makes it, it, it's the big frame, the main frame of Assassin's the... Creed, but it's about yeah. assassins stealth. You cannot do stealth in it. Mm. Shall we bring this round to films then? Yeah. Um. Just <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've we've just been yes. probably boring you with so so many books. Well, we've just got to forty minutes. Um, nearly. Yeah. So so h- how about some some interesting films that. You can watch because we 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 made a list before we we started the episode and well, you just my wrote God, down every we, single just film got so many. <laughs> we must have about a hundred or something. One, yeah, one so film the, I'd like to talk about: but... Joker. Go on. Amazing yes, act. That's... The acting saved it. The story was meh. Let's be honest. Yeah, like it was a the, the acting that was very gave me chills. It was a very was, bog standard I, story. Anyone, it, could... it's kind of difficult to watch at points. Like uh, there's a scene where he's he's doing stand up comedy or he's, oh, yeah, he's laughing at a, a comedian, and it's some. It's I think it's amazing that he was he was able to give this performance of such yeah, a walking fringy character. A very, that, that, he's a very that good is actor. What, yeah, it's one of the cornerstones of the Joker, and I guess why why he became who he was. And it's it's yeah. it difficult to watch, but you, you understand really why it, it is before. the way it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, and it even leads into the the, the deaths of uh, Batman's parents. Yeah. So that that's even in the film, which I'm hopefully that's not a spoiler at all. But it, <laughs> if it, it is it's a certainly... spoiler, you don't care about it. <laughs> Yeah, but it it it's a, it it's, so it has some Batman very obvious links Batman. with the Batman universe. Yeah. It has some very obvious links. You mean um, you mean the DC universe, not the Batman? Oh, universe. so well, with the, yeah, with the DC yeah, the universe, universe with Batman in it. How about that? Yeah, the the one, the, the one that yeah. people don't really care as much about since the MCU. Oh yeah, the the I, B I the B Tech like MCU. DC. Yeah, it's I, I it's enjoy, certainly. I really enjoy DC actually. But it's very I, dark. I think, I think it's much darker the, than the, the DC MCU. TV shows are better <laughs> as than Deadpool the put it. DC do TV yeah, shows very well. I got really disappointed. Marvel do yeah. um, films very well. Marvel do yeah. They don't do TV. The shows TV well. shows that no, they've done so far, they did like Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil and stuff. Those were bad. Though they yeah. are doing the new ones on Disney Plus, which look better because they're sort of having film budget. Because it's a film story, mm. just set in a TV um, time frame. Yeah, I mean, since they're not really devoting that much to films anymore, they they finished phase two, phase three of the MCU, phase three of the yeah. MCU, even better. Uh, and they do have some films lined up, but I think they're they're probably going to direct more of their attention towards the series. So M- not, MCU, it'll be certainly for interesting. Those of you who don't know, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I just thought I'd Iron Man, Spider Man, Hulk, Thor, all, all these they need to give famous superheroes. The Avengers, you know. The Avengers. Because kind of... the Incredible so, Hulk don't forget was Guardians not of the Galaxy. Good. Yeah. What, what, the Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. It was not good. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty basic. Are you, are you only saying that because they changed the actor, or because mm, yeah, that just... was very confusing. That wasn't that. The bad. reason they did that was because 
Edward Norton wanted more creative power over the character. So the the, the MCU was like, no. Yeah, we're, we're getting rid of you. Disney, we want someone who will do what he says. Power so, hungry company in the world. Yeah, so they didn't want to give him any creative power yeah. over the character um, at all. That, some of the which is unfortunate, in but the film it's, it's, I think Mark Ruffalo isn't too bad as a recast. So I think they, they still did a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, unless he's giving away the secrets of the MCU before the films are released. <laughs> in, in which case, no. But it, it's certainly, he, he is a, he's a good Hulk. He's a good banner as good well. Hulk, so. yeah. What's your, what's your opinion on Spider-Man? Because there's, there have been three actors mm. so far. I mean, the, in the, Tom Holland's the best one so far. In the so MCU far. timeline at the moment, it's, it's Tom Holland. Yeah. So. Tom Holland's yeah, I mean, the best. They, 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 they certainly have some good actors. It's, I, I can't really think of uh, uh, Spider-Man that I think I can definitely say is the worst actor. So uh, Toby Maguire. I, I, I think Andrew Garfield the... did a good job. He was odd, yes, but in all the carnations of Spider-Man, I think they they're all iconic and they're all special yeah. for their own it, reason. Like even... to- Toby Maguire was the cringy dancing one. Yeah, oh, in uh, fucking Spider-Man Three, the cringy one. We don't talk about that. Also, if you think about that scene, we there was no music Spider-Man playing; too. it was all in his head. So to other people, he's just like, uh. Yeah, yeah the, 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 if you watch, we don't you can talk even watch about it. Spider-Man Three. <laughs> you can you can watch on YouTube the, the dancing one. scene without music, and they just add these sound effects of the guy grunting, and <laughs> it is the most uncomfortable <laughs> five minutes of your life. So out of the Tobey Maguire, <laughs> out of the Tobey Maguire films, I've only watched the third one because everyone says the second one mm-hmm. was oh, really that's, good. That's yeah, I actually didn't enjoy the second one or the third one, but I did enjoy. I thought the first one was okay. Actually, no, I can't actually remember. I haven't watched them in ages. But I yeah. didn't like the third one though. Tom Holland was certainly a, a good. Uh, he he's certainly a very good Spider Man, and I'm I'm just annoyed that they have these disputes between who owns the the character of Spider Man. Well, yeah, but they the, the most recent film. <laughs> Yeah, but the most recent film, Far From Home, ended with such a cliffhanger that if if they didn't have, if they wouldn't have sorted it out, it would have been just left on forever. This this massive cliffhanger that happened to Spider Man, which I'm not going to give away. I do think it's a cliffhanger um, that like it's but, quite a hard one to get out of. They have to do it well. You can't um, sort that out yeah. by just half-assing it. You have to think about it carefully. Because that's like yeah, the definitely. nightmare of every superhero, except for Tony Stark. So, um... I think my favourite Spider-Man film, though, is definitely Spider-Man Into the Spider-Man. Oh yeah, that one's good. That, that was a very good Spider-Man film. So, it it so also generated anim- a lot of memes as well. Film. Honestly, I do think yeah. they shouldn't yes. have done Peter Parker uh, with the MCU um Spider-Man films. I think they tried it twice. It didn't work. They should have gone with Mars Morales. Yes, it did work for them in the end with Tom Holland, but I do think a Mars Morales story would have been more interesting. Maybe, yeah. yeah definitely. Maybe they could mention Spider-Man of being there at some point, but... Yeah. If they, if they somehow reference Miles Morales in the MCU, that would be a, a nice little Easter egg, like a, a nod to the character, so yeah. Well, in the comics, he uh, only really becomes Spider-Man. After oh yeah, after Peter Parker dies. Peter Parker dies because he sort of takes up the mantle. Yeah. And so, in order for the MCU to do that, they'd have to kill Tom Holland, and I think there'd be many tears over Be- that. Very well, many, many tears. tears. I mean, there were already when enough tears. When he was tears. only half dead. <laughs> yeah. When he was so, just, yeah. when he didn't He's feel like, very good. I don't good. feel so good. <laughs> I think that, that scene became such a just... meme. And honestly, I had I felt <laughs> barely any emotions for the character. I mean, we saw him for like a um a film and a half. He was he did his own film and he was in maybe twenty minutes of Civil War and um Infinity War. But he is quite yeah. a likable character. I think even Tom Holland himself as an actor, he he is so likable he's able to engage with the audience he's able to really uh, engage with whoever he's talking to in such a way i I looked at tom holland's instagram the other day it's just filled with the pics of him posing and showing off his abs literally (laughs) 
Hey, if you had abs, you'd be doing that. No, I wouldn't. Well, perhaps. <laughs> like, there's not a single yeah, photo if, if of me only. on my Instagram. That's because you don't have abs. Okay, but that's that's not going to change. <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't um, be posting any photos on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Well, you, you can easily yeah, say that now. You, you can easily say okay. that now, but... Tabs, I won't... I, I'll make a deal with you now. I won't post any pictures of myself on Instagram. I probably won't ever post a picture of myself on Instagram. Don't make that deal. You're no, going okay. to regret it. Okay, go on. Get... Go ahead and get get some abs. You you hear that? Listen, Misha's going to get some abs by the time the next episode airs. Yeah, <laughs> that's a challenge. Um. Yeah. Well, I I definitely recommend watching Spider Man into the Spider Verse. You don't necessarily have had to have seen any other Spider Man films. You kind of get the gist, but it is beautifully done. Absolutely beautifully done. It's the best I loved it. um, animated film I've ever so seen. Much. Yeah. Definitely. It's the best Spider-Man film, in my opinion. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, so we, we all strongly recommend it. Yep. So check out Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yep, it's a very it good made film. made 375.5 uh, million at the box office. And it had a budget of 90 million. Wow. quite a bit of money. Well, that's quite a bit of profit. But um, profit aside, I mean, some some films are very good. E- even some low-budget films are, are just uh, This is something best. I've just seen, though. Spider-Man Homecoming earned less money than Far From Home, which means that more people watched Far From Home than Homecoming. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense that over time his popularity well, yes, grew. Yes, but surely you'd, and you'd probably... watch the first film before you watch the second one. Well, didn't wasn't it you in the last episode in episode zero who said that not many people watch the first episode? They start the halfway through. The first episode through. of a series or um, something, but that's a film. Yeah, but it's 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 similar. I mean, with with films, Lee, didn't you say that you the first Tobey Maguire film you saw was the second one? Uh, no, I did not say that. <laughs> oh. But actually, the first Tobey Maguire film I saw was the third one when I was even, really young. Even so better. Proves I, my, proof of my point even watched, more. At least started with the third one. I only one. watched the third one just because it was on TV. We never bought like the DVDs or anything. It was just on TV and I watched it. Yeah, so, so people see what's most popular. And popularity, I guess, gains traction over time, which is, which is why, I guess, newer films get more viewers than the original ones for particular characters mm. so which is really a shame but i guess that's just yeah. the way the world works think should we start to wrap it up because it's just about getting to an hour i do we want this to be yeah i think yeah i think we should start wrapping up we um we don't want to we want to give the listener some time yeah. to read their Our new book suggestions <laughs> watch some what, films yeah watch some films um, oh yeah! Also, watch Deadpool if you're um, definitely to watch Deadpool. Even one if you're not allowed to watch it, watch it. it. Yeah, yeah. Deadpool one and Deadpool two are brilliant. They are. It's just. Honestly, yeah, I've remember we we, we we will be adding all these films. Yeah, we will be adding all these films and books to the description for you to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah that that's um that's been episode one of an introvert walks out of nice the bar. So um, thank you for listening. And we'll, as we mentioned in the last one, we, we're going to slowly improve over Unlikely, time. but, but hope, here's hoping. I, but very slowly. Yes. Very, very slowly. <laughs> like a snail would but be yeah, that's in a race been... that slow. Yep. So, well, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you for, for joining us for this yeah, hour. Thank you, one person who's also. listened. <laughs> yeah we only intended this to be about 20 to 30 minutes yeah long, i mean it doesn't really matter away. yeah as long as it's away. entertaining yeah well um so yeah we'll we'll see you next time bye thank you bye <laughs> slack Thank you.